oh my god I like I'll for example I'll transit home some days from work and I'm just like I can't even take another step and there are certain days where that to me means I'm calling my boyfriend for a ride from the bottom of the hill to my house and other days that means shut up you're walking up the hill and burning an extra hundred calories Um, Welcome everyone to episode 32 of the Overall Package Podcast. Today we are talking about when to push and when to pull in prep. And also outside of prep, I think. And outside of prep and in life, when to push and when to pull. So when do you have to like really ramp it up and step on the gas and nose to the grindstone or when you just like need to take a break chill keep yourself some rest so because we have two off-season baddies and then we got a deep in prep girly too very deep we're feeling the depths already yeah how are you feeling um oh man it's just been a really wild couple of weeks without getting too much into it um my mom had a really bad heart attack and she is okay now but that was my whole past weekend and that took a lot of stress and my body went through all of the things. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then before that, there was some other interpersonal stuff. And then my little guinea pig baby had a seizure. So there's just been kind of a lot going on. Yeah. You've had one thing after the other. Pretty much. Yeah. So I'm hoping the rest of this prep goes really smooth because I'm finding it difficult to formulate thoughts. And I'm at that point now. How many weeks out are you now? So just under five. Ooh. That's where, yeah, shit hits. No wonder you can't function. Yeah, prep brain becomes That means you're, yeah, I feel like that means you're doing it right, though. I feel like I am, too. I'm going to push it, like, even harder, of course, these next few weeks. But, like, yeah, it's exciting. We can see the changes, like, day in, day out. You see, like, oh, I'm a little more flat today versus, or I'm more full today. And, oh, I see a vein versus, you know, all those fun things that are changing so frequently. So it is fun, but it's it's intense. My brain is officially peacing out. <laughs> so you just said you're ready to ramp it up. And that's, like, what the whole episode's about is, like, deciding when to ramp it up and when to, like, slow it down. So why don't you kind of let us know, like, what right now is gauging you to ramp it up compared to like, I don't know, not slow down, but. I just call it like pulling back. Like you just literally kind of take everything and just take a step back. Um, And it's always different being self-coached versus a coach doing it for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And of course, I think you guys are going to be able to relate in off season and like kind of and you're deciding, oh, like, should I prep or like, should I, you know, eat in the surplus? Should I have a mini cut? Like you can kind of judge in that way too. But for myself in prep, there's a number of factors I kind of go off of. And the main thing is just to make sure I'm not going off of my mood and my emotions. Mm, That's a good point. (laughs) Because if I just listened to my emotions and to make these decisions, I would probably be like, I deserve more calories and more rest every single day, (laughs) which is not the case. That is a huge difference with like 
being coached and being self-coached because like I've never self-coached myself so I'm just told what to do (laughs) so it would be like a lot different self-coaching because you'd have to really have that um like connection and also to be able to just look at yourself like objectively too instead Mm -hmm. of like you said putting your emotions into it it's true and it does take a little bit of trial and error right because there are certain times where I've given myself like say a refeed like given some extra food and seen how I looked I was like damn I actually look so much like I look better and it really helped me I don't know kind of relax a little bit like felt less emotionally stressed and less physically stressed so I was like that's a win that might be something to implement now and then but other times I just know that it it was more the emotional side that was like oh I should take a refeed or I should just do less cardio today and it's like no no now is not the time for that now is the time to push so you guys have both or just Allison you've coached prep clients right Mm -hmm. so I guess I want to like also hear from you because if you have that experience, when do you make those decisions about pushing harder versus pulling back? Well, for example, I have a client right now. She's, excuse me. Ah. <laughs> I thought I was going to sneeze. Um, she's in prep for the same show as you. The I think she's doing the open though because she wanted to try and do the. She wants to try and do the the van. Um, pro qualifier as well so I have two clients one's doing the natural and honestly haven't had to make very many changes with her at all because her weight is like you know one week is two pounds the next week is half a pound the next week is a pound the next week it stays the same the next week is but it's like still it's about a pound a week like it's consistent movement and I don't really have to make major changes now this other client last year she man she's one of those kind of people that she can eat a ton she doesn't have to do a lot of cardio she can eat a ton of food compared to most um I think she's eating way less food this year than last year though and um but last year I mean she was eating so much and her body just burned through all of it it changed so quickly in the last few weeks like her weight just dropped off like crazy during peak week she lost like three pounds and it wouldn't and she couldn't stay full so this year I'm like okay I don't want to push her quite as hard this year I want to like go a little bit more moderate so that we have a little bit more room to work with in the last like few Mm -hmm. weeks for the show and now all of a sudden I'm like could you just kind of explain Allison for maybe the listeners that like don't understand why you're doing that could you like tell us like why you're choosing to do that with her yeah, like, so last year, because a lot of times when people get really lean at the end of a show, it's almost like your metabolism ramps up mm-hmm. because your body is, is literally is hungry at that point for nutrients. So when you get that lean, the food you eat, it's trying to absorb as much as possible from it. So you like, it just burns. It just seems to like burn through the food, like so much more quickly Um, and that's basically what happened with her is that the last like four weeks of her prep last year she just burned through her food so fast she lost so much weight in the last four weeks and especially in peak week she lost like another three pounds and so this year like I wanted her to have a couple more pounds on her 
like at the same point out, which we do. But in the back of my head now, I'm like, okay, like, do I push harder? Do I pull back or do I like stay the course? And so I'm just about to do like the check-in reviews tonight. And so if I see that like on her new latest like calorie drop that she's lost weight, like then I'm going to keep the course. And if she hasn't, then I'm going to know, okay, like we need to, to push harder now. And so Mm -hmm. I'm hoping what we're, what we're hoping is that she'll start her peak week, like two pounds above where she started her peak week last year so and do you want to do that to keep her fuller yeah exactly and we want to do that to keep her fuller because she like her conditioning was right on point but she's a naturally quite a lean person anyway so Mm -hmm. like she can get away with you know maybe being an extra pound of body fat heavier like she already has such a nice level of conditioning her tie-ins are already in you know at like seven weeks out so uh, not crispy crispy yet I but know, I, I don't know that struggle yeah so like she's got like you know I know that like her glutes are going to be in like everything's coming in it's it's all coming in but like she could handle an extra pound of body fat if it helps keep the fullness because um she ate like twice as much food as any of my clients last year during peak week, like during the carb up and still like on show day, like you could just watch her get flat as the day went on, like her body Mm -hmm. just like soaks it up. So that's one situation where I've had to like really pull back on how hard we're prepping her to try to like protect that like fullness that we want to keep. But there's other clients I've had where Like they're just not responding, not responding. Even if I'm like adding cardio, even if I'm removing food and all of a sudden you're like five weeks out and I'm like, okay, like, I'm really sorry, but you have to do an hour and a half of cardio, like five days a week right now to, in order to get where you need to be. Like, so. Yeah, it definitely is a two-sided street. Um, And I think this is where hopefully this helps some people, but I think it's so important to be very transparent in your check-ins about all of the things. Because depending on what kind of athlete you are and where your body gets lean and like, just, yeah, like how your body gets lean, whether it's like evenly throughout your whole body or certain areas get really shredded first and then other ones later, all of those things matter in making decisions of how to, how to push yourself, when to push versus pull back. Some factors that I personally look at with myself are like energy levels. Am I getting a pump when I work out versus like like now basically nothing (laughs) the lack thereof um sleep I do look at mood but I don't let just emotions dictate if that makes sense it's like it's just generally am I been really snappy with people (laughs) or like just really bitchy just being honest um looking at pain inflammation right after training especially or after cardio and then lastly like really just looking at those visuals like in your check-ins like are you visually looking better so I don't know if any of you guys want to touch on some of those things too but I think those are the main ones that I look at to decide like am I pushing myself harder this week am I maintaining the course or should I actually pull back a little bit um and sometimes that means you know, resting a little bit more or actually increasing some calories by implementing a refeed or something. Yeah, I agree with all of those. And I think it's like really important, you know, like there's a big thing like, oh, listen to your body, listen to your body, listen to your body. But I think you're so right in the sense where like, yes, listen to your body, 
Um, in prep, it's a little bit different. You have to really like push those boundaries, I guess, with like pushing past the comfort. But if you're like someone like Allison and I who aren't in prep right now, um, I think it's important to, like you said, just listen to your body and not just listen to your emotions you know because sometimes I can be like oh I'm like sad and I'm grumpy and I just like don't want to go but like I could use that as an excuse like I'm just listening to myself but it's like no you actually should go should push through that Mm -hmm. you know so I like that point of like not just listening to your emotions I think that's probably like my biggest one Yeah, but like listening to your physiological symptoms, right? Like say you're doing a lot of cardio, whatever that is. Some people that's 20 minutes, other people that's 40 minutes, other people that's an hour and a half. But if your body, your joints are literally screaming at you after every cardio session, that might be a sign that your body's telling you to pull back. And if you end up listening to that, you know, ideally talk to your coach about it, right? Inform your coach, they'll help you make the best decision. But Um, if you listen to that, you never know, you might actually drop a bit more weight or look better and be able to perform better in your lifts. If you do listen rather than just say, oh, well, I have to push through. This is part of my plan. I have to push through the pain no matter what. Yeah. This actually came up for me. Um, one of my clients was like, oh, my workouts seem quite a lot shorter. And I'm like, yeah, because you're at the end of your prep and like your body is going to be really, really fatigued. And I just want to like, give you a little bit more recovery in between your workouts. Like, and um, yeah, like I know that it's really common to feel like you have to push more and more and more and more at the end, but like your cardio is so high. You're when you're hungry, like your sleep actually gets so thrown off just from being hungry. And like that alone impacts your recovery so much. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like I've given her shorter workouts, like less sets, um, and less exercises, like you still push yourself, like you still feel fatigued at the end of it. But, um, like, I know that I used to really train in a way that was probably be like way more detrimental than it needed to be at the end of my preps with like at the beginning of my bodybuilding career, like six or seven years ago when it was like you know, eight or 10 exercises, four sets each, like in a prep and your body is just like falling apart at that point, doing an hour and a half of cardio. Like your, my joints were just inflamed all of the time. Mm -hmm. Like my eyes had giant bags under them. Like I like see stars walking upstairs. Like you just so exhausted and like, it just doesn't have to be that way to make the progress. So. And everybody's so different too, right? You know, like training in a intense high volume might work for somebody else but maybe not for the other person right so I think like really really learning your body like your body is so important to be able to like learn to push or pull yeah especially like in prep too and the more times you do it the more you'll learn right yeah like you said like you need to pull back a little bit at the end because you're going to be way more fatigued. You have to watch for inflammation. You have to like make sure you're getting that recovery, but like, how are you going to know that? Right. You just, it's, you just got to learn your body. And like, like you said, I think yeah. Abby, you said it's like trial and error. Right. And, yeah. and, and it's hard 
for your coach to learn your body if you don't give them feedback. And I think like, even as you say that, I'm like, okay, maybe that's a question I need to like really be sure to get the answer to. Um, like, how is your recovery? Like, I do ask those questions, like in my check-in forms, you know, like, how do you feel? Do you have any other training questions? Is there anything that's like a struggle for you and stuff? But I think people maybe just don't intuitively know like what they should be looking for and the questions mm -hmm. need to be a little bit more pointed like and do if you, you feel don't... like your joints are inflamed or like you know yeah it's so it's it's it is your responsibility too to like relay that information to your coach like yeah just on how if you're feeling you're, if you're wondering like what Allison is talking about when she says that you guys can always go back we did a whole episode on like how to be coachable and like how to relay that information to your coach too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think until as a coach, it's important to clarify that, especially with newer competitors, right? Because to some competitors, they just know you should do whatever it takes, right? That's the kind of the message they get from social media or by other competitors like, oh, well, sometimes it sucks and you have to do whatever it takes, no, that doesn't mean you're pushing through freaking ruining your knees for life or something on the stairs. Like you should probably check in with your coach and be very transparent. Say, look, I will push through my cardio, but my knees hurt so much by the end of every single session. I can't get another, I can't take other steps in the day. And then maybe that person is actually decreasing their movement overall because they're already in so much pain and that's not conducive to the goal, right? Like you still want to be taking lots of steps and, yeah. you know, maintaining a certain amount of non-exercise type of movement. So I just think if you, yeah, like it can really affect you in ways that you don't know if you're not being transparent about that and being honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah and like, look at that athlete who she is, has brain damage now because she was so coachable that she listened to a T and her blood sugar levels dropped so incredibly low that she like passed out and was found in her place and now she's like was in a coma for like I don't know like a couple months oh I remember did hearing about that hmm? did she wake up I think so and I I think I just recently read something that she's got like potentially permanent brain damage mm -hmm. so yeah. like you have yeah. to have to listen to your body and relay that information like even when I was being coached um this past time like I didn't get any refeeds at all and for my body like I need that and I didn't say anything until after my prep and then we started implementing refeeds and my body looked way better and I was like fuck like I should have said this earlier so yeah. your coach is a human too like don't be yeah. scared to say anything yeah and like your coach also like speaking from myself like can can only do so much with the information that they have like this client for example last year she her prep went as smoothly as I ever could have hoped a prep to go I was just like over the moon peak week came holy shit looks unreal peak week starts it's, it's going okay and all of a sudden it's like oh my weight dropped another pound oh my weight dropped another pound oh my weight dropped another pound I'm like okay add like an extra 20 grams of fat and another like 30 grams of carbs to this meal and like you know and all of a sudden by the end of it I'm like okay shit so next year like we need to like change the approach and so I use the knowledge that I have and like the information that I have 
to decide like when to push harder and when to pull back and and what if it doesn't work it's like does that mean that I'm a bad coach or does it mean that like it would take anyone that long to figure out somebody's body like that like that's hard it's it really does take that much time to figure out your body so Mm -hmm. um and to know when to push it and when to pull it and it took me like five years to figure out mine and I was like oh like holy shit it actually really did take me that long to really get it like people Mm -hmm. are I guess I say this in defense of myself as a coach a little bit to to like get upset that they don't get the results that they want. And then they just like move on. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, you know, move on and try things because you do need to learn your body, but also like your coach needs to learn you too. So like, if you jump from coach to coach to coach, you're never going to find a coach who knows when to push you and when to pull you because, because the, because you know, like, yeah, anyway. Especially when you're being coached online too, right? It's, yeah. Because um, pictures and videos don't really tell the whole story. Like I remember this with you, Ash, and your yeah. past, uh, past competition at the Van Pro. And yeah, yeah, your body, you were like lean, lean in person. So small, but I look way bigger in pictures. Yeah. Like, way bigger. Like I look way more, I just look bigger and fuller I look in, in my pictures. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I look the lighting, and bigger. Yeah, the lighting is so good where I am that, like, in any lighting ever, like, right now, I'd have, like, dimples, you know, on the back of my legs, like, cellulite. And then I go take check-ins there, and it's, like, smooth. I'm, like... Yeah, you have banging lighting in your house. Excuse me? Like, that's great, but, like, it doesn't help my coaches. Like, yes. when I first yeah. signed up with Paul, I was, like, five or six pounds above where I needed to be, and he was, like, maybe even seven. And he's, like, oh, you're, like, three pounds. And I was, like, really? Like, okay, like, I guess I trust you because I know, like, you're coaching Olympians and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and I was, like, I really I had to tell him, though. I was, like, I really think my lighting is too good. <laughs> by the way and he's like no, no no you look great and then sure enough he like saw me in person and he's like it was he's like oh it's way different seeing you in person I was like I yeah you because here's the thing too you can hire like the best of the best of the best like I was coached by Jamie Bernard which is like she's unreal she is like mm-hmm. one of the top bikini coaches in yeah. the industry right now and she still has to learn my body the same way as like any other coach has to learn yeah. their athlete. So don't just think because you're signing up with this like top coach either that all of a sudden like they it's are perfect. a magician. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think another huge factor too is part of the whole being coachable thing is like be transparent with your coach if you fuck up. Because yeah. for example, recently I, you know, might have accidentally slash couldn't help myself and I ate like 200 extra calories of rice cakes literally nothing Ash Ash knows she's the only thing you've like screwed up with is freaking rice cakes the only thing I've ever cheated on my diet and prep was with fucking mini mini crispy rice cakes fuck yeah so and then but for me it's like yes that was a screw up because it wasn't on my plan but the next day I actually woke up a lot tighter and like my muscles looked way better I was like interesting (laughs) so sometimes but I think if I was being coached I would relay that information right don't just hide it that you're like oh I overate one day as a coach I would be like tell me what happened like how did you look how did you feel what changed right so I actually ended up writing that information down for myself because Mm -hmm. you know if 
you can always learn from mistakes, right? Even if it wasn't part of the plan, I learned from it. And so that is something that I realized, hey, if I have a high day with certain foods once in a while, my body will probably respond better. And I ended up dropping weight anyways. So yeah, once again, push and pull, but you can learn from the mistake part too. Yeah. And I like what you said about like straight up telling your coach too, because then you can like they can take that information the way that you're taking your own information and then apply it, you know? And then, like you said, learn where to push and pull with that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put, you don't want to apply it in the wrong way that would be like, Oh, I ate 200 extra grams of carbs and I look better. So I'm just going to like eat that every day. Probably won't. No. no. <laughs> so speaking of pushing and pulling, there's the big picture pushing and pulling, which is like what I spoke about with my client. The big picture is that I need to push her a little less hard this year before peak week, like before the last couple of weeks of prep, just so that she's a bit fuller. So that's like the big picture push and pull, like the long-term, like over the course of her prep, I have to push her a little bit less hard over all of these weeks. And then we're going to you know, we're going to push her a little harder, like when we need to, you know, but it's, it's more like long-term it's like weeks at a time that we're looking. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like, even in an off season, like when I started my prep this year, um, knowing that my prep was coming, I was like, okay, for the next, like, you know, six to eight weeks, I'm going to push a little harder, just like as an off season athlete and just like really get my body where it needs to be. Um, and then there are like the microscopic ways to push and pull, which is something that like on a week by week basis or a day by day basis, even like on a smaller scale. And so that's something that I learned from my coach, Paul is like, and he talks about this openly on his like YouTube channels and stuff. And like it basically like having, um, you know, days, push days and rest days. And Mm -hmm. so he, what he likes to do is like, you know, three or four or five like very hard push days and then one or two rest days um so what I did with Paul when I started was like five days of like hard work like high car super high cardio super low food and be for five days and then I'd have two rest days where I wouldn't even train and my food would be increased like crazy and I wouldn't even do cardio I would just rest Mm -hmm. and like let my body recover but it was just maintenance so calories so I wasn't gaining weight on those days I was just recovering from the five really hard days that I did so you'd like push and then rest and then push and then rest and I'd get pictures before my two refeed days and right after my two refeed days so I'd have pictures flat and pictures full um and so like that was really really cool way to do it and like I love doing that with my clients as well um And so, yeah, that's kind of like a macro scale of like pushing and pulling is like on a week basis Mm -hmm. versus like a month of pushing and a month of pulling or something. So, yeah, Yeah, I I think there's benefits to all of that. And I I actually do love that approach, too. I haven't been I don't think I've been as confident in my own coaching skills to be able to do like major shifts like that with myself. But I yeah, I do notice the difference on having those slightly higher days versus lower days and yeah, just seeing how your body responds to it. And it's good. Yeah. Um, Once again, that's why I'm saying like, as a self-coach athlete, I know I can only take that so far. I would absolutely love to trust a coach with that guidance because there's a reason that the top coaches or so many coaches are killing it with their athletes and because they've 
got a ton of experience. I've done this millions of times, right? Or thousands, probably not millions, collectively millions. Um, But um, I also agree with that on the daily basis of push and pull, right? Some days for myself, it's been like, oh my God, I like, for example, I'll transit home some days from work and I'm just like, I can't even take another step. And there are certain days where that to me means I'm calling my boyfriend for a ride from the bottom of the hill to my house. And other days that means shut up. You're walking up the hill and burning an extra hundred calories. (laughs) Once again, do I know all the factors which play into me making one decision or another? No, but you go, if you know yourself, you kind of have an idea. Like, am I just being a little bitch? Or do I actually need to rest right now because I could hurt myself if I walk another step? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I think that comes back to like learning your own body. Like, don't just like, like we said a bunch already, don't just go off like your emotions and your feelings, like physically, like objectively look at your body, you know, as Allison likes to say, your physique. So I like that better. Yeah. Not your body, your physique. (laughs) Yeah. So one thing to think about is the further and further and further you get in a prep, the harder you want to push and the harder you need to push because your body adapts. So like, let's say you start with 20 minutes of cardio on level five. And after a couple of weeks, you got to move it to level six. And after a couple of weeks, it's got to be 30 minutes. And then after a couple of weeks, you got to go level seven and then it's got to be 40 minutes. Like, you know, as the prep goes on. So because your body adapts, um, the lower your calories need to go, whatever. But the further your prep goes on, the less your body can handle the push. Mm -hmm. So that's really where like a careful balance comes into play. Um, When I switched to Paul, I was coming from very intensive coaching, two hours of cardio a day, one hour on the step mill my legs were like giving out on me I was eating no fats like a thousand calories kind of a thing like it was just it was a lot much it was intense and when Paul started with me like I literally felt like he was picking up a baby bird off the ground and was like I've got you I will take care of you like Uh poor little thing like I felt like my health was like his number one concern and so immediately he's like take three rest days and eat like 1600 calories and I was like what like I felt like I won the like prep lottery was like I felt like it was like go have a free-for-all all all you can eat buffet like and like is what it felt like because I was eating like nothing right so an extra 600 calories at that point is a lot of food and so um there are times at the end of prep where you just think more and more and more and more and more and it actually doesn't do you any good because you're so inflamed and you're so sore mm-hmm. um that it's not helping and so sure enough I ended up losing a bunch of weight after those days right and so he put my calories I think instead of like a thousand they were at like 1250 or something and um instead of like two hours of cardio on the step mill it was like two hours of cardio but one of it was just a walk And yeah, I still lost weight, like all the way to my show, but I was in like such a better taken care of state. 
Mm-hmm. So. That really matters. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree with certain areas that you always should push yourself hard in when you're in prep. Like yeah. I think training, you shouldn't half-ass it. Like you shouldn't, you should always push as much as you can, but like continuing to use good form and all of that stuff. But I don't necessarily think that deeper in prep, like doing higher intensity cardio is the answer. Like sometimes you probably actually want to lower the intensity a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Change it up that way. Like even recently I've just today was the beginning of it, but I'm switching my cardio from stairs to treadmill. Mm. And that's something I've done before in prep and it worked well for me just because steps like they actually are a little bit more intense on your joints. Yeah. So I'm just making that that change with making as close as possible, still like having a pretty intense incline and speed just to get the the heart rate around a similar place. But um, yeah, like that's a a change that's just for lowering the intensity, but not actually lowering the output, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You're still in just the exact same amount of deficit. You're just not shattering your ligaments and yeah and maybe some people stares like doesn't bother them but there's a certain point in my prep where I notice I'm like walking and I'm like hey my my knee's not really liking this anymore but I still have to go for another 15 minutes right so that's usually the point where I start to think okay maybe I'll change up that method and still get that output we need but just not yeah the process kind of we'll just switch it up um and that might be different for others right like other people maybe thrive off of doing more high intensity cardio like it's not wrong but if your body's telling you no, we should probably listen to it. Yeah. I like that you said that like you can change the intensity without changing the output. I think that can be really important. Yeah. I mean, because you still have, you still got to get your goals. Like you still got to hit your numbers that are required, but it doesn't have to be done within, you know, the hardest way possible that hurts you the most. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of y'all are built different. Like I, I, I've seen some of you guys that I'm on like close friends with competitors and they'll just be like, give me the worst. <laughs> give me the, I'm like, okay, man, like go for it. That's fine. That's just not how I approach things because oh, probably lots of factors, but I think a huge one is being natural. Like my joints will not recover. I know that. No, I think also too, to like, make sure that you're making this a more sustainable lifestyle it is important to kind of do what you said and keep the output but don't kill yourself physically for it you know Mm -hmm. obviously in prep you do have to push past those comforts and I'm not saying don't do that but there is a line where you're like okay am I actually gonna like actually hurt myself here yeah and that's that's something I picture often is right it's when your body isn't you know, doesn't have enough calories and you're pushing it as hard as you are, like you can injure yourself. And that can be a long time coming that you're out for. And just for, for what, just so you can be, you know, doing a more intense version of cardio or just getting another PR during your prep training, like that's fine. But my, I really wouldn't want to see myself long-term injured from, you know, just saying, well, I have to do this. Cause last week I maxed out on this. So I have to top it this week or something like that it's just that's not how I approach prep and also too mean I'm training like a like you know it doesn't mean I'm training with extreme low intensity my intensity is still there mm-hmm. yeah totally 
And I think it's important, like, as women, too, to, like, really listen to all that stuff because we have to be careful about, like, our hormones and our reproductive systems and stuff like that. You can really, like, mess that up if you're, like, pushing so hard past the point of, like, health. Prep isn't healthy. Like, competing is not healthy, mm-hmm. but you just have to make sure that you're doing it in the healthiest way for you, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And that includes taking breaks from prep when you need to. And both of you experience this in your own. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that right now. Yeah. yeah. Like that is a method of, you know, pulling back so that you can go further in the sport. Oh, yeah. Like I'm excited to do it again one day. Like it, it started hitting me after watching Toronto and I was like, I want to do it again. Yeah. But um, okay. So we, we did talk about, um, pulling back in prep particularly in the back end so I guess on the flip side of that coin is pushing harder in the front end which actually is a good idea um because let's say you have 20 pounds to lose you should aim to lose the first 10 pounds like in the first like six to eight weeks like front load your weight loss because when you have way more body fat to lose um and you diet your body is going to pull from fat first and like especially when your energy is really high um you're feeling really good you have lots of strength like in the gym like go ahead and just get as many pounds off like up front as you can um is a good idea for a lot of people depending on how much you have to lose like if you don't have like a crazy amount to lose it's I think less important but um if you have like a very large amount of body fat to lose like try and do all of it up a more of it up front and don't mm-hmm. try and crash yourself at the end. Cause that's when you're tired. That's when you're exhausted. That's when even emotionally, it's like a lot harder at that point because you've Definitely. been in for so long. So yeah, I, we did that approach. That. Yeah. My coach and I did that approach for me. Um, my last prep, actually, I lost about 30 pounds. My last prep, which was like a little bit too much, but um when I started my prep at 16 weeks out, she had me at like 1300 calories. And I was like, whoa, like I've never started a prep that low. But as I went through the prep, like she would increase it as well. Um, And by the end, we had to like push really hard and deplete mentally. Should have filled up a little bit more, but that's a different story. (laughs) but I actually really liked doing that approach was like pushing really, really hard in the beginning because you do have all that energy and you do have like, um, a lot of motivation from like being in that off season. So you're not so fatigued and you're not so fatigued mentally either. So I actually really like that approach of just like pushing really, really hard in the beginning and then being able to like almost coast into your show a little bit, Mm -hmm. or for some people should have been me reverse into your show. Right which is really nice to do. But. I think that's a good thing to build a voice with your coach as you go if you're early in your prep and just say, look, I have lots of energy. If you need to push me harder now, I'm I'm open to it. Um, I'm not sure if that's something, maybe coaches say I'll, I'll have their own approach and hopefully they don't take that as like you're undermining their approach. But I think that'd be cool to voice that and have them at least know you're open to it. And so when they make, if they make a change, that's like, like what you had, like a really like pretty big calorie drop and they're not just like, oh, that's terrifying. Is it going to only get lower from here? 
Well, no, because we'll push harder now and then feed you a little more coming into the show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, For myself, the one thing that I won't push or like limit myself in is sleep. Like I will, if I have a choice between anything and sleep, I will take the sleep. And I have just noticed, literally noticed on my body that's the best option. Like any other time I've said, well, oh, I could lose an hour of sleep to wake up early and do more cardio. Guess what? I, it was not a good result for me for many, I've done it many times before. And I just like, look, it's either impacted my training or impacted me somewhere else that was just not worth doing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Sleep is so important. Um, When do you guys like to push yourselves in the off season? And when do you like to pull back in the off season? Um, I think it depends. Like right now, right now, like I'm going through some like huge life transition. And like within that, I feel like I need some type of control, I guess, over something. Um, And this is kind of like what I know best. So I'm choosing to like push myself hard now. I think almost for like mental purposes, like I need a purpose and I need structure and I need some type of control in my life right now. And so I'm choosing to use um, like training and dieting and all that stuff that like I know well to do that. So I think it's going to be different for everybody. But for me in the off season, I feel like it kind of just, it changes a lot and it depends on like what's going on in my like personal life too. Mm-hmm. I, th- so. I think, I think pushing an off season should always be in terms of training. Like you should always push yourself in the gym. If there's any extra calories in your life, yeah. um, cause at <laughs> the end of the day, you know, you want that to do a good thing for you and which usually okay. means grow muscle. Spoken like yeah, a girl. I 100% like agree with you. Like, I'm always yeah. trying to like push my training. Yeah, I'm more. I know that. I'm like, almost. Well, I'm like gonna do like a little cut, like a mini cut. Um, so I'm gonna treat it like a little mini prep. Mm-hmm. But it's just like for myself, you know. So that's kind yeah. of what I was talking about in terms of. But I agree. Fucking push yourself in the gym every goddamn day. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's a good point. Is like if you know you need a little bit of a push to just get yourself you know, get the ball rolling, whether that's due to, you know, emotional life things going on, or you just are looking at your physique saying like, hmm, I I need to make a change here. Like I'm not feeling comfortable in my body, but you're still doing it for the right reasons and in a healthy place mentally. Right. I think it is good to push yourself harder rather than just say like, eh, I'll just wait till prep. And until then I'll just do what I want and eat what I want and not worry about it. Yeah. And it's like normal to be a little bit uncomfortable in your off season, especially like as competitors, because that is the goal is to like build muscle. If you're someone like me, an ectomorph, staying lean isn't going to help the muscle growth literally at all. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that there comes a point where, you know, you have to be happy in your day-to-day life as well. So if you're genuinely unhappy, and I know Allison, you can speak on this because you went through like a hard time than this past last year yeah Um, you have to like kind of know like 
when it's time for you to push hard in an off season. Yeah. It's funny. Like looking back now that it's been about a year, it's been just over a year. So I did my, I did my last show last March and then gained a bunch of my off season weight and then, and then some, and that's fine. Like looking back, I look at the pictures and I'm like, do I want to like weigh that much again or look like that again? No. But was I obviously seeing myself like from a different lens because I was just so lean? Yes. Like the pictures weren't even that bad now that I look back and I'm like, I look like a normal, healthy person who takes care of themselves. But it was a result of not having taken care of myself properly. Like mm-hmm. the prep was so hard. My body gained the weight so quickly. Um, and now that like, it's been a year since I gained all that weight, like I'm down. I don't even know how much I'm down. I haven't stepped on the scale in the last couple of weeks, but I'm, I'm down like enough that I'm in like a very comfortable, normal, healthy, happy, like off season weight, weight. And I wanted to do a prep. And I think what happened was I did my last show and then I gained so much weight that like, all I wanted was to get it off and to like feel normal again. So it was like this huge pressure. And the moment I felt normal again, it was like, okay, I want to start prep. And there was a big pressure. And then I broke my ankle and it was like, okay, I just want to get healthy again. And there's this huge pressure. And then as soon as my ankle got better, it was like, okay, I'm going to prep now. And there was this huge pressure. And it was just like, I literally like had just come out of like a six month prep before that whole year. And it was like a year and six months of like severe pressure. Like, like literally there was always something like some hurdle to overcome. And I'm like, I just need to live with no pressure right now. And so I'm pulling back like in my off season right now, I, I started prep. I did about four weeks. It was going amazing. I look back at the pictures and I'm like, yeah, that's literally exactly what I should have looked like for 22 weeks out. Like perfect conditioning. I've built so much. My shape is like 10 times better. My posing is 10 times better. And like, even part of me is like, ah, oh, I should have just done it. But I'm so happy now. Like all yeah. of like, we did this huge episode on body image, like because of me, like, cause I couldn't even look at myself. And now I like put on anything in my closet. And even if it's like tight and my stomach is squishing over, I'm like, I am so cute. Like, yeah, and so that's like comeback of the fucking year for myself. But yeah. Hmm. but yeah, so it's just great. And it makes me really, I'm fine. The fact that I'm training like three days a week right now, I do a shoulder day, I do a back day and I do a really heavy leg day. And I hit all the muscle groups and I'm like feeling really good. I'm maintaining the muscle I have. My body weight staying about the same. Like, yeah, I'm a little bit like less, my muscles are a little bit less full, but like, I'm okay with like pulling back right now. And, um, and it'll probably just be for like, I don't know, two or three months. And then I'll be like, okay, cool. I'm like ready. I'll be like ready to go again. But that's how, that's what matters, right? Is pull back so you can shoot forward and so you can achieve more. And I pulled back and just said, you know what? I'm just not going to prep and I'll decide later when to prep because what I've always done is I'm going to oh, I'm going to prep now. Or, oh, and then if it, if it got canceled, I'd be like, okay, then I'm going to do that one. Like I always like had a date and that was the issue is that I never let myself just be. And I think that's what you did, Gabby, because you didn't have a date fully, fully, fully picked yet. And you did that Ashley too, with your like three years off. Like you hadn't fully picked a date or anything. So like you actually got to just be, whereas like for six years straight, 
like with a coach being an athlete like I never actually didn't have a you know like a time so yeah yeah I, I actually really respect that you've decided to take that time now. Like yeah. it's healthy for you. And I hope that's a message that others can really pull from as well. Yeah, And it doesn't mean I'm not a bodybuilder or not an athlete or a coach or opposing go. Like it doesn't make me like not part of that world or, you know what I mean? So exactly. to anyone else out there too, like if you want to take a break, that doesn't mean you're not an athlete or not a bodybuilder. You just, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Overall Package Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at Overall Package Podcast. And I am Astronaut Fit. My Instagram is Allison Ann Fitness. And I'm Gabrielle Folietta. All right. That was good. See you next time. Bye.